let's lock and load. Originally, now, we're quick before fire. we start, uh, I was going to do the Paul film. Revere ah, rap by the Beastie Boys, but I thought it might be a bit much. I'm at five. My name five. is MCA. And I need your license to right. Mordecai. Mordecai. Five points. You have five health points? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's going to be this. Does no one understand what constitution is? Like, is that just. No That's one. the thing that our forefathers wrote, right? Yeah, it's that. It's <laughs> well, no, not yours. It's that. But, you know. No, mine just kind of like, you know, <laughs> we're there. So I, I have a, I have a story to tell. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear yeah. about you guys. Right. Real quick before story. you tell the story, Joe, I need your characters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, Suzette Muchik, and he's got eleven health points. Mm. 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 Also, as for constitution, I just wanted to be good in everything else. I'm the squishiest boy. <laughs> Okay. I am the squishiest boy. May I tell me? I feel like if my character pushes your character too hard, he's going to die. Oh, he's he's very fragile. Like like one shot. Oh my shove. god! Can you, can you not <laughs> do shove. that again? I Don't have least. a bum like Joe. Don't or, do sorry, that. Sorry, that You can't be doing that kind of shit. I mean, you can push cripples around. Stop picking on the <laughs> oh cripples. My can I tell my story now? Oh yeah. yeah sorry. Is it a go- I believe. All right, well, two other people. I can't hear myself through my own headphones. You're not supposed to. <laughs> Oh. I mean, um, I kind of would prefer it if you don't, so then you always know, hey, if I just talk up a little bit more, I might be able to no, hear No, I myself. just wanted to oh. cut him off of... <laughs> <laughs> this is, is like this my... the podcast? Yeah, just yeah, cut him off the podcast in traffic. Becomes. So I we were planning on just... For editing. No, I think we were just planning on doing like a little bit of dumb ranting and shit and like that. Just... And then like... Is this the ranting? Is yeah. this well, what no, I have yeah. to look forward to for the rest of the sessions? I don't know. This is just like... This the introductory ranting, and then Corey's going to be like, shut up. Hey, who's had sex today? I know. I say you start. <laughs> I literally have a story to tell you guys. Okay, please okay. tell the story. Two of the other people at this table have been. Is there a beginning, there. a middle, and an end? <sighs> please well, continue. Welcome to the table, guys. <laughs> oh, That's been great. Was that the introduction? Oh, okay, no, now no, I actually have to cut you off. Welcome to the table. This is Hit It and Crit It. I am your DM, Corey. To my right, we are joined by the usual su- uh, suspects Rudy, Robbie, Jose, no, and Joe. Hello. Let's <laughs> get this started while we have the time. Yeah, God. but ah, let's. That's a good point. Jose probably does do have this. a story. And let's just that do is it. great. Let's we will go. hear it afterwards. Okay. <laughs> let's just go now. <laughs> okay. All right. So, joining back finally from our hiatus after the introduction about a week-long hiatus we are now finally going back into and starting our adventure for the noctis occulta does anyone have any lasting questions that they uh, may have thought of while we were on break or any questions for their characters whatsoever before we get thrown into the world yes Okay. Um, we didn't go through uh, our character classes. I, I, I we did not. Actually. Yeah, I realized that. I forgot who brought it up. Um, but uh, yeah, on my James. podcast, the kitchen sink. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Do you see that plug? Yeah, Shameless plug. See but that the plug? thing is that we Robbie. actually did talk about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So yeah, we actually do. Yeah. No, we we have to go through uh, character classes, and I think. I think that's it, but yeah. Well, like, do we want to go through not only our character class, but like our ability scores as well? No. Um. No, I think that's too much. Just I mean, if you want to like, leave it a mystery, if you have a specific weapon that you're like, this is like my father's something, or like this is whatever. I don't know. Let the let the uh, let the world and the story tell you or tell the listeners what your ability scores are, what kind of character you are. I'm only gonna roll nat twenty, so that's gonna be really hard. All right, that's optimism. Mm. We only okay. need optimism. Are we at least going to tell each or this tell everyone our class stories? Yes, or? yes, yeah. please. Starting with Rudy, what's your class? I'm a wizard. Terrific. <laughs> <laughs> what kind? Well, what, what school of magic is your wizard from? Well, he doesn't have a school yet, but not, not to cut him um, off and tell about his own character. But yes, what school are you going to? A uh, school of enchantment. I plan on just like. I don't know, coercing everybody into just giving me all their secrets and stuff like that. So, uh, what about you, Alder? What are you doing? Yeah, um, I'm rocking uh, a ranger character. It's a, it's actually the second time I've done a ranger. Um, and this one I'm gonna have a lot less like mystical based. So I'm really excited to to play through with Alder. It's gonna be a good time. Did you talk about the uh, improved ranger? Um, not yet. Um, because life hits me hard sometimes, but also, uh, I haven't leveled up yet and none of the stuff jumps in until, in until later. Three. Yeah. So I was thinking what next time we, we sit down, we can kind of go over it. Sounds good. Cool. Uh, last time we were here, I definitely said I was a dark elf cleric, but my cleric is of the death domain. So it'd be a lot of, uh, necromancy spells. That makes sense for your God. Go ahead. 
Uh, my character, Suzette Muchik, will be a paladin. Uh, right now, he is following in the steps of an oath. Just steal his McChicken. His nuggets. Yeah, you're trying to take my McChicken? Come on. Leave my, leave my chicken nuggets alone. It's not a McChicken. It's a McChicken Whatever. nugget. Um, so right now... He, it's all the same. He's following in the uh, <laughs> Oath of Conquest. Um, so we'll see him kind of get up to that point later on. Okay, terrific. Uh, any other questions or anything we have to run over before I start the introduction? My dad's dead. <laughs> uh, let's terrific. Just, let's, just, we, let's just go. My father is a drunk. I don't know. All right. So... Like D and D or <laughs> reel it in D and D D and D father. All right. Okay. As you awaken, as any other day that you would, you are completely overwhelmed with the strain in your neck from the ragged and lackluster bedding that houses you in the barracks of the Noctis Occulta Citadel. What this the. The barracks is probably better than the the temple I'm from. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair to say. That's really depressing. <laughs> um, maybe some of you are more willing to look over these accommodations than others. However, it is nonetheless uh, a bit equal to, if not slightly less than what peasants are used to in their hostels and hovels and homesteads. However, that does not mark on the citadel itself. The citadel is of a grand structure carved completely out of the cave rock of which it resides in. The citadel, yes, is underground and is a massive complex within its own right filled with uh, labyrinth equivalent tunnels that lead to the castle itself as well as a network or hopefully soon a network of mercenaries, occultist members, and different traps to thwart off anyone that definitely should not be there. With that being said, the light that pours in is not natural. Whatever is creating the large mage light at the top of this cavern is the only thing that lights the way for the occultist members and is the only way to actually deem whether or what time of day it is actually on the outside of the world. It does seem to function on an actual day-night cycle that is equivalent to that of the outside world that you reside in. Um, the light has just shined through the citadel uh, windows and is now filling the barracks with a luminous blue glow casting light onto the dust and decrepit floors that line most of the halls. As you stand and prepare yourselves for the day, you know that this is going to be the beginning of your official conscription within the Occulta. You have already been informed the night prior from the Lord Recruiter Pelagios that you are to be expected as soon as the light shines, to come to the Grand Hall, meet with him and Soth, and receive your briefing. Now, you know that there are other occultist members that are residing within these walls themselves. Not enough, unfortunately, to fully garrison and defend the Citadel as a whole, but so long as you bring no threat back to these grounds that should not be a problem what are your first thoughts and actions as your characters now that the day has finally begun and your career for the occulta draws close i'd like to look for soth you'd like to look for soth to, to find him and go i know he doesn't speak but go up to him okay so you you you're more prepared to get right on to it and go down to the grand hall where uh it is said pelagius and soth will be waiting yep anything else mordecai uh yeah quick question um so we're not all together right now are we we're just in like are we in separate rooms the the barracks holds everyone as a whole okay uh, just just making sure i got that what's uh, what's my passive perception tell me uh, your passive perception remarks a few individuals around you, um, four to be exact, um, the three of which you have been noted that Pelagios um, will be working with you on this assignment. Um, and the fourth being a woman, another occultist member um, that is 
slowly preparing her day as well. It seems that she is currently getting on her leather boots. Um, the rest of her garb seems to be completely in attire. She is donned with a sturdy brown leather coat as well as a fleet cap um, that tops her platinum blonde hair and her pale skin radiates with the blue luminescent glow entering the room. Okay, I think that's about it for me. Anybody else want to so we're we're all getting dressed, correct? Correct. Uh, as I look around the room, what does everyone look like they're dressed in? That depends on the characters themselves. Uh, Mordecai, what are you dressed in? Sort of like a nice uh, tan gold uh, tailored coat, um, black garb underneath, and I uh, very regal or noble in attire. Not really sure the best way to explain it other than that. Just... Fancy schmancy, but with a little bit of utility to it. Okay. What about you, Alder? Um, so yeah, it would probably be like uh brown long johns, uh like the long shirt, long pants, uh, and then overneath it, just like a green poncho and kind of barely pants, I guess you would say, just kind of just like shards. Um, most of my clothing I've made myself. And then as far as like utility goes, um, I have like the leather gauntlets, the leather boots. Um, my hood's always popped open, um, but besides that, it's it looks like I'm going for a hunting trip because that's pretty much what I'm always doing anyway. As I get up out of the bed, I immediately put my scale mail on, no clothes, just scale mail. Then I put my um, then I chafing mud. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I put the scale mail on, and then I put my attire, which is basically all black, kind of like a normal priest today looks like with a hood like a kind of like a cape with a hood and then my war hammer with the cover on the the hammer part okay and what about you says that uh i look like i just walked out of the military basically uh my boots <laughs> you know pants tucked into it a belt sword knife i have my shield uh resting um that i pick up uh my uh chain mail uh, my t-shirt and our the you know, shirt that goes over and then my hair is pulled back the first thing I notice is the very nicely dressed man over there and I uh, I'd like to walk over kind of lean down into your bunk are you actually sniffing me yeah you smell like the aristocracy where are you from oh shit actual backstory um you don't have to tell the truth you know that right no i know but like i'm just thinking about like where i actually am from uh pardon who are you exactly i asked you a question and i'm where you from well i'm declining to give an answer sir and i i proceed to like get up from my bunk and just uh slowly limp away i do have my cane sort of next to me i very slowly scuttle not scuttle but like you know, skedaddle, skedaddle, skedoodle. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will uh, slowly skedaddle away. It doesn't do well to already fight amongst each other. You can hear the female say, "What is she dressed in?" Uh, uh, as explained before, she's dressed in a sturdy leather. Essentially, think of a duster coat. Um, she's dressed in completely leather garbs. Um, the only bit that you can see is away from uh, the leather or the leather protection would be the uh, puffy white flint uh, fencing blouse uh, that hides just under the coat itself as well as the more uh, regal ascot that holds uh, the coat together on cape rather together on her garb okay as soon as I get dressed I immediately leave the room I well I'd like I'd hear them argue or their encounter I look back, I turn around, get, and I leave the room. You do best to follow with your broodmate. Pelagius is not a patient recruiter. At this, uh, it appears she seems to be flexing her seniority over you, to which she uh, almost pompously gives a shoe of a hand uh, to the three remaining members in the barracks. Yeah, I, I proceed to leave. I follow. Yeah, once she kind of like is even telling the group what to do or just like, oh, I would rather not. I'm just going to kind of scowl at her and head out uh, behind. I'm so sorry. What is your character's name? You don't know that yet. Oh, okay. So then follow with the uh, 
priest the man. cleric. Fair enough. As uh, Garam would have seen, and as you, uh, the rest of you see, as you enter out into the hallway, the halls are lined with uh, rather fine adornments, much more well-kept than the decrepitness of the citadel itself. It would seem that it's more so uh, recently moved in rather than maintained this castle. You can see a well-craft of armored suits, as well as well-done and very expensive-looking portraits hanging from the walls. Uh, a few draperies sway in the wind as the natural draft of the citadel sweeps through the hall. It's a very wet and chilly draft that comes through. And you can tell that living here must be incredibly uncomfortable, as much as you can already have tell uh told yourselves having spent just the past few nights here as you make your way out of the hallway itself uh, you come to a what appears to be a grand stairway that leads down to the grand hall itself um, being on the leftmost balcony you can see a large grand door that seems to likely lead to somewhere important however when you were brought in here you were of course instructed you are not permitted past those doors unless you are invited as you likely, presumably, make your way down, I, I would assume, is that is that fair to say for everyone? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. As you make your way down from the balcony um, to the great uh, staircase itself, you can see the two imposing figures seemingly discussing with one another in front of the doorway, more so likely Pelagios talking to Soth and Soth doing some form of affirmation, whether it be rattling his armor or a a quick creak of the neck. Pelagios looks to the staircase and sees your approach. You can see him already adorned in his full black plate mail. Uh, the feathers adorning his skull helmet seem to be well kept and still well in place, flying actually the aristocracy's color. Um, whether that be ironically based on a taunt or if he is an er uh, a part of the aristocracy himself uh, is left to the imagination. As he sees you approach, he says some muffled parting word to Soth, who stays behind, but you can tell keeps his eyes trained on you. Pelagios approaches and doesn't say anything. It almost as as if he's waiting for something from you first. Um, I'd like to nod my head to him, like a, in respect, just not a full bow, but not to disrespect him. I stop, I nod my head, and I continue on to Soth. You step past Pelagius. Mm-hmm. Okay. As you begin to take several more strides forward, Pelagius kind of eyes you for a moment and sees you making your way to Soth. You're, it's impossible to see what he takes of this action. However, he doesn't seem to directly attempt to intercept you. He simply turns back to the other three. Can I roll insight on his uh, reaction towards that? Sure. Let's hope this goes well. First roll. First roll. Oh, God. Set the tone for the adventure. 21. That's a good tone. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you can see that there's a bit of befuddlement to it. Um, it's almost as if he was expecting some sort of reaction first, but, or uh, at least an audience with him before being bypassed for Soth, someone who is considered to be not as important as Pelagios. <laughs> However, Pelagios he, is like, excuse me? <laughs> Did that just... He, he doesn't, for whatever reason, he doesn't act on it, whether it be out of befuddlement, as stated, or uh, apathy. He decides to ignore the possible transgression. Okay. Um, I bow my head in respect as well. Not like all the way down, but very similarly to... Uh, I, 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 yeah, I haven't actually caught your character's name in game yet, so I'm just going to refer to him as Jose's character right now. I'm going to bow my head in respect similarly to Jose's character and uh, yeah, just sort of wait. Pelagios looks like he's on the verge of saying something. He holds himself as he turns back as uh, Giram finally makes his way to Soth. He turns back to the rest of you. The rest of you. 
clears his throat and speaks. I suppose we should wait for everyone to be present. Uh, with a bit of an annoyed exasperation I, to his tone. <laughs> so you said I get to, I, I finally make it to Soth, right? That's correct. So I'd like to, you know, like basically jab my Warhammer into the ground and completely bow. Uh, Soth um, looks down to you and there's not a, resp- a vocal response as to be expected. However, there is a very sudden twitch of his head of which causes the uh, layered armor on the neck of his helmet to clang against his torso. A few feathers uh, come unhinged from the armor and fall down to the ground as a result of this. Okay. Then I slowly get up. I nod my head to him. I look back at the the group. Do I notice that they stop? Yes, and the... You have at least Pelagios's eyes on you currently. Okay. Um, I make my way back up there. Yeah. You make your way back. Pelagios waits for you to fall in line with the other three. Kind of you to join us. Was your conversation with Soth everything you dreamed it to be? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. My bad. I apologize, sir. Yes. Well, I mean, no so disrespect. long as you are ready for the test that the occulta have decided to bestow upon you i can overlook it and i kind of bow again and i i apologize i mean no disrespect to you my lord he takes an exhale from his nostrils and he takes one last look at your group sizes you up how was your sleep he asks it was a gift from orcus my lord strange gift for him to bring it was wonderful. What about the rest of you? It was fine. The ceilings always throw me off. More accustomed to outside? Mm-hmm. I thought so with you. And you? It was fine. Mm, not too rough for your leisure, I hope. Well, I might be accustomed to more, but this was certainly fine. Well, terrific. I'm glad our hospitality is warmly received, as it's not much currently. However, we hope to change that soon. We are already on our way out for more recruits and, of course, more adornments for our fine citadel now that we have finally moved in. Are there any questions before I begin with your briefing? I'm, I'm still bowing, by the way. I forgot to mention it. <laughs> he has not corrected you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we're good, sir. What's the mission? Terrific. As you know, uh, as members of the Occulta, it is very important that you remain secretive with this quest that I'm about to give you and of course secretive with your affiliation to the group as well as even more so secretive that we even exist in the first place we are long thought to be dead and to be legends that the law tells their peasants to keep them in line Uh, the time has come of course that we further spread our mark on the world. So saith Noctis, your mission is just northeast of here, in a little hamlet more than a kingdom as it would like to mark itself, of Ravenwood, close kin to Ravenbridge, just a few more leagues north. Ravenwood is under dire straits, as is the rest of Gothica currently. You see, they are the first of many that were plagued with rebellion. Now, the Occulta did not take sides with any petty political matters, but the king of Ravenwood does have something of value that Noctis has showed interest in. You see, his particular scepter at his side is believed to be of magical descent. It is believed to be actually more attuned in a grander scheme of power that Noctis wishes to pursue, of which I have not been informed of. However, it has been deemed a low enough tier that our new recruits are able to venture out for themselves and get hand of it. The king... King Nerum will be 
unexpecting of your arrival. However, it should be noted that he does know of our order. He knows that we are very much real. I'm not sure as to his affiliation or how he views us. However, I do know that he is considered to be one of the more important men of the country right now, at least by occult and standards. Are there any questions so far on your briefing? What resistance should we uh, should we be expecting? From what I am told, the rebellion has actually gained quite a foothold, enough that it is an open rebellion and is an open martial force that has accepted several mercenary groups within it to bolster its ranks. It is growing fast and is likely to overtake Ravenwood should the king not receive aid from any nearby allies soon. I would give it maybe two months or so before they launch an official devastating assault. We shall instill the the fear of Orcus into the people over there. I couldn't care less on what you do. I only care about the artifact itself. In that case, does anything need to be kept whole besides the scepter? You're asking if any other important thing should find their way into the occulto. Or if there's specific things that should not come back or be alive whilst we're there. As for any assassination, Noctis has not said any target. It would be particularly important in the occulton eyes. However, any target you deem that needs to be rid of the earth in order to make the acquisition of this scepter possible has been given free reign to you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Would it not be easier to wait till the rebellion is in full swing than ride in on the chaos and take the scepter? That... Are we afraid of losing it in such endeavors? That is something that we have considered. However, this rebellion, the Wenwards, I believe they call themselves... We know that they have a grand disdain for the King of Ravenwood, and we do know that much of his estate is to be raised. If anyone is to have come across that scepter, it may enter a trade network, may enter a secret lock, uh, lockbox or storage somewhere, may be destroyed, if possible, by any magic entity that they may hold. It is much more preferred that we take hold of it now that we know exactly where it is and what fate it holds. Understood. Do we know anything about the king? Uh, Likes, dislikes, a way to get into the castle? Are you trying to take him out on a date? I'm trying to take him out, period. Okay. His decadence is not much rivaled believe it or not, even that by that of the aristocracy. He often dines himself much more than any man fit should, and as thus has been known as Nerum the Fat. I have not seen the man's weight personally, but I have heard that it is enough to fit three chairs. That is neither here nor there, really. So, in regards to your question, food, luxury, all of which I am sure he is very fond of. Luxury. Wonderful. Thank you. I'm actually quite curious. My character with his web of influence to some degree, would he know anything offhand about Nirum the Fat? Uh, go ahead and roll for that one second here. <laughs> He's probably Roll a fat. history check for me, please. History? All right. Rolls a tool. He's a fat. 13. Um, you know that Giram has uh, has very high taxes. It's likely thought to do to assist with his overall tax uh, taxation on himself from the royalty in Ravenbridge, just a little further north there. Um, however, it is often known that he lines his own pockets for his lavish feasts. That's about all your network was able to pull up. Okay, thank you. Any other questions? What kind of uh, guard force are we looking at around the castle? Uh, Royalty-based, as in... Nerum's? Yes, yes, sorry. Nerum is well protected. He has to be. The threat of rebellion is now literally looming on his doorstep. 
I would expect heavily armored and well-trained guards. I assume he's one of the people that likes to keep most of his force close instead of sending them into combat? That would be why there has been little conflict, yes. All right. I'd like to rise, my lord. You may. Now, if there's nothing else, I would set haste on this immediately. As you know, the deadline is scarce for the projected assault. Could be sooner than what I had originally estimated. So the sooner we get the scepter, the better. I quickly bow and then turn around and walk away. Back back towards the stairs? Yeah. Uh, If I didn't project this out, if you are looking to leave, unless you are going to gather gather supplies, Mm -hmm. um, the exit would actually be behind Pelagios. I'm going to gather supplies. I'm going to go talk to that female that was in the room. Okay, fair enough. Anyone else? Um, yeah, I'm going to follow him. Uh, I'm going to go retrieve my uh, wizard sack. My uh, sack. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go retrieve my satchel and my wizard book just so I can like prep spells and just be ready for the travel ahead. Fair enough. Yes, I'll, uh, I will follow. Make sure that we have all the necessary equipment. All right. Terrific. As you go to prepare... We'll just, uh, we'll, we'll lead off with Giram there. Um, Giram, you successfully returned to the barracks. Um, however, before you actually enter, it looks like she is on her way out, currently fidgeting with her uh, glove, and she stops abruptly seeing you. She uh, takes a very quick breath, seemingly just um, briefly startled by your sudden appearance, um, to which you notice that her eyes actually shift from an amber to a deeper blood red for a moment before slowly uh, reverting back to their natural color. I do not mean to alarm you. I just have a question. What is it, fledgling? I'm looking for a shield. A shield? Yes. I have not one. You know where I can find one? Uh, there's many decorative ones around here. I'm not sure how they would do fair in battle. As for our blacksmith, he died. So, it's little hard-pressed for gear currently. I'm glad you asked, though, if you would like to volunteer, seeing as you're heading out soon. We do need new recruits and a new trade network to be set up. I'll write it down. If I come across anything, I will be sure to mention it to you. Thank you. As I pass by them, I'd like to point down at her boots and go, Your boot is unbuckled. And then just keep walking. She turns to you and turns to look at her boot, and as as he said, it is unbuckled. <laughs> she uh, kind of quickly scoffs, seemingly irritated at him for pointing out <laughs> uh, the, the miss in her apparel. Uh, she quickly refashions it as she does seem to be in a hurry and quickly stands up and kind of does one last look through to make sure everything else is where it should be before... Uh, quickly excusing herself past you and moving on. I bow and I say thank you. She does a um, an acknowledging but dismissive wave as she continues off. Do you dark elves bow to everyone? What are you? I think it's a religious thing. Hmm? Are you human? Something like that. No. I don't know many dark elves. I think I'm the only one I've ever met. This is fascinating. Get your stuff. We're leaving in an hour. Yes, my lord. Who put you in charge? No one. Get I am your ready. stuff. We're leaving within the hour. I'm ready. As am I. Mordecai right, says, so returning. Yeah, just, I'm ready. Let's let's get the show on the road. Let's go. I do not actually say that in-game. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, as you do, uh, you um, begin your way out. Um, Soth and Pelagios uh, give you a passing glance as you walk out. It would seem the rest of the occult members are all either dispatched at the moment or are currently residing within um, whatever ring, wing of the Citadel has them occupied at this moment. Um, as you exit out, you can see the light uh, seems to adjust to the presence of people uh, entering within its actual view. It seems to dim slightly um, as you re-enter out into the cave network. You are placed uh, directly on what appears to be a uh, a piece of land that is being held up by chains rather than being supported by any natural geographical landmass. 
you currently reside over a abyss that would be pitch black were it not for the ma- the mage light that does cast a bit down to a very small but noticeable reflective shimmer of water. Um, you can hear the natural moisture of the cave giving off of the cave walls as droplets drip down into the abyss below and meet once again to the mass that they came from before. It is a long and arduous labyrinth to navigate. Luckily, as being Noctis Occultan members, you do know that the much of the labyrinth is a, an illusion within of itself. There is actually a very straightforward and concise path that is only about a 10-minute walk to get through. That being said, are you heading out? We're proceeding. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. You proceed. Um, you do see the uh, silhouette of the woman uh, just a little bit ahead of you as she disappears into the labyrinth. As you continue out and make your way through this wave of confusion for most people, you do finally bring yourselves out into the fresh air out of the cave and to the blighted countryside of Gothica. The grass is long overgrown and sways in the wind as the wind picks up through uh, the dead and dying grass. It blows it through into the nearby forest of which the trees are completely bare currently. Um, You can hear the rustling almost of leaves as they are kicked from the dirt and brought back into the air by the wind. The overcast seems eternal as it has been this way seemingly since the war started. Um, There's only a faint shine of the sun peeking through the clouds every now and then. However, most of it is dark and cold as you are used to within this country. It is about a day, day and a half's trek to get to Ravenwood from the Occultan hideout. The Occultans like to hide in plain sight, so it is not unusual for them to be so near uh, to civilization, as well as they do like to have secret trade networks set up so that they can constantly restock themselves. As you are prepared to set out for your journeys, is there any... Any plans or any questions that you have for each other for the oncoming adventure? Yeah. Would I know any of the wildlife uh, in between here and Ravenwood? Uh, yes, you would. Um, it's pretty standard wildlife, actually. Um, you're more likely to see elk and wolves than much else. Mm-hmm. Um, the occasional bear can be seen, and there has been talks of Sioux monsters um, roaming or roaming into the land um, mm-hmm pretty soon for those who don't know what a sioux monster is essentially think of a feral manic chimpanzee that's pretty awesome Mm -hmm. that's horrifying um anything in between here and ravenwood that i would see as maybe something that would be rare or even something that could be a delicacy are you are you talking animal wise or herb wise both people wise (laughs) yes um uh, both no hobo murder party guys really the the only good game would be the wolves and the elk mm-hmm. um the sioux monsters are not known for <laughs> tasting very good um as for herbs mm-hmm. most of most of the land is blighted and salted by mm-hmm. the aristocracy so a lot of them have died out however um you do know that there are some blight flowers that glow mm-hmm. uh, glow in the nights um as you come across them um if treated right those can actually be um used as spices as well as um some quick first aid okay come nightfall i'll keep my eyes out for them uh turn to my team be like all in all if we find something that's a delicacy we know the king's a fat man it's an easy way to get in, um, and it's an easy way for everyone to drop their guard if we have something that he wants. True. It's an idea. I was thinking we could also present ourselves <clears throat> as some sort of auxiliary force to his defenses. Mm-hmm. If he'd like to keep everything close, having more men might be helpful. In that way, we definitely need to buy me armor. Uh, I don't think this is going to be presentable to a king. We yeah, can, you look a little ragged. You can just pretend to be our navigator. 
as I'm going to pre pretend to be the clergyman. Okay. What part are you playing? Council? I, whatever. We could set you up as some sort of noble from a further part of the country. Sure. Bringing yeah. aid and forces to him. He could be funding our travels. True, yes. Ah, that would work. Speaking of money, what do we have? I have nothing. Ah. <laughs> uh, I'm just kind of going to... Uh, do you say that aloud? Uh, yes, actually. Uh, uh, speaking of money, what do we have? Ten whole gold pieces. Oh, boy. At that, I'm just going to kind of shift my poncho and let it fall over my coin purse and just kind of hide it. <laughs> yeah, like, ah, I don't have anything. Leave me alone. Nothing. <laughs> just wanted to see where we're at economically. I do not, not sure have how. pockets. I cannot carry money. <laughs> it's truly unfortunate. We're going to uh, buy you new pants later. That's, that's we an investment buy you we will pants. need. <laughs> the hardships of an Orcus priest. He <laughs> <laughs> ain't got no pockets. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, then let's start heading towards Neurum's keep. Keep is fair. Yeah, right? Is that good? Yeah. All right. Yeah. We can start heading there. We'll uh, think of more ideas along the way. All right. Uh, let's keep contact with the locals to a minimum, mm -hmm. just because they bother me. As you um, begin to head out, then you set off on the well-traveled trail. Um, as this, as stated, is a pretty common way to go through a rest point to get to Raven Bridge. At least it was before the rebellion. Um, people are scared to travel the woods, especially seeing as the Wenwards have recruited mercenaries. So even if the rebellion itself did not start off with ill intent, with brigands and mercenaries joining the ranks of the rebellion, there can be some less desired situations traveling those roads. As you continue, we will go into our first role for encounters. Starting with, says that. God, every time. <laughs> uh, D6, correct? Correct. I got a one. Yay. Terrific. Can uh. I get a percentile then, says that? Yeah, yeah. You did it, buddy. You did it. I got a 73. Mm. Terrific. As you continue through, um, you begin to slowly exit the countryside of Gothica. And slowly begin to enter the more barren forests that uh, line the way towards Ravenwood. Uh, as you do approach and get closer and closer, you do notice that the foliage actually starts to grow a little bit back here. You start seeing much more shrubbery, um, much more uh, alive grass that is um, healthily swaying in the wind. And finally, as you are about maybe an hour into the trek you start seeing trees with foliage on them. Actual full healthy trees masked entirely with all of their leaves. As you continue, however, you hear a sudden, uh, a sudden bark from a mortal man. Halt! Who goes there? Suzette, by the way, took a moment to just kind of marvel at the tree after being, you know, away for a while. It's a little, it's a refreshing sight. Fair enough. Uh, is this voice coming out from like, is the guy right in front of us or is this coming from like, the, off tree. the road? It doesn't seem oh, to. It is the tree. It, it is. It's a tran. This is your first encounter. Oh, <laughs> good. Um, Cut it down. No, uh, the voice seems to be hidden somewhere in the forest. Um, at that, uh, can I jump into a bush and roll for stealth? No. Uh, yeah, yes, if you would like to make the sudden action. Yeah. I got a nine. <laughs> You dive that's into the bush so and upsetting. that's so goddamn no. upsetting. You very clearly dived into a bush and just kind of sat there. You didn't really make any attempts to actually hide yourself. Yeah. When you I assumed that the bush would provide enough cover. However, seeing as this person has already seen you and just now witnessed your shoddy attempt to conceal yourself, you hear another bark. I see you moving there. Get out! Now! Back where we can see you! Right, can I'd I like to speak. I'd like to speak. Actually, um, before you do... Uh, this, speaking this, is a free I'm sorry, action. this isn't like a speaking thing. I just want to use, like, where is this coming from? My passive perception's 18, or would I have to roll for this? 
Uh, you would actually have to roll for this. You're just gonna keep throwing that out there, huh? Yeah. Hey, everyone. His passive perception is 18. Mm. It did is you, 18. Did you know? Like did you know his passive perception is 18? Oh my god. Hey, guys, oh, actually, what? what very, Rudy's very good. I know. I know. <laughs> no, it's great. It's gonna be great for the party. I just. <laughs> He's always going to talk about it. No, I but for real, like, I just don't know what my is passive that, perception is. Is that just going to get up. higher as we go on in the campaign? My passive perception? Probably. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm Ooh. sorry, Corey. All right. So, uh, my passive what perception am I as for, a level nine. Perception? perception. Oh, just perception. That's a six. Nice. Oh, um, God. Wow, you suck. Your passive. Thank you. You're, you're, normally, your keen senses would pick up on, on, pick up on details like this. So, it's a little startling that you haven't seen where this voice is coming from already. You do make a more detailed look into the forest. Um, however, you don't see anything. I'd like to speak out. I I stand up tall, chest out. I call out, Child, please, please come down. Please come down. Come speak. I am no child of yours, Alf. You are, what are your intentions? You are a child of the man above. We're please. taking a walk. What are your intentions? This forest is under protection of the Wenwards. Any reinforcements to the king are hereby barred from entry. Would I know of this so that yawns rather loudly. <laughs> <laughs> would, would I know about this group? Uh, the Wenwards? Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, you you were you had a former allegiance with the Green Hoods, correct? Yes, I did. You do know that the Green Hoods were actually sought after by the <laughs> Wenwards, and were only the only reason why they didn't join the Wenwards is because the Ulta, uh, the Noctis Occulta offered a better deal. Oh, <laughs> well, um, yeah. At, at, at his words, um, I'm not even gonna like pop out of the bush. I'm just gonna stand up straight in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yay. Like, do you remember in Resident Evil 3, where she would just pop out of a trash can? Same exact idea. Yeah, just kind of pop out and be like, um, yes, child, show yourself. Now, 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 please. I child, please. like to mutter under my breath to the party, does anyone have any fire? Fire? Fire. <laughs> child, you all look like you could be my own babes. At Suzette's yawn. Am I boring you? Uh, a little, yes. Please, 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 no. Let's just come down. Come speak with us. I'm just staring at this folk. On your knees, now. Hey. We'll see your true intentions. Yeah, uh, I'm not your mother last night, so that's a no-go. <laughs> okay. Roll, uh, <laughs> roll, uh, roll, uh, roll a uh, persuasion here. <laughs> okay. I want. I want. Seems like something my um, mother would do. Do I have to roll uh, for anything? Hold on. What was that? Do I have to roll for anything? Yes. You, this can be a group persuasion because uh, it doesn't uh, need to be twenty-two. <laughs> okay. It doesn't need anyway. to be. So it seems you're rather, your your rather pinpoint comment to him seems to have wounded him in some way. His mother was as, a prostitute <laughs> calling him. As Mama. you can hear um, the cracking of a tree branch, uh, as well as a few muffled, <laughs> disgruntled <laughs> groans. It looks like he, you, you have quite literally sent him over the edge briefly <laughs> for a moment. Uh, he does reveal himself. A man in uh, what appears to be padded armor reveals himself at the muddled whispers of a few others, um, of which... Mordecai can pick up to be calling him belligerent fool and moron to reveal himself. He does come down um, tr crossbow trained on your group to which he barks at once again on your knees now. Who do you believe in? Look, man, you don't have enough gold to get me on my knees. <laughs> who are you? Well, we know who you are. What do you want? <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. Um, my name is Bartram. And I believe in a higher cause than any royal reinforcements could possibly have for the people of Ravenwood. Who is your deity? My deity? Are you trying to actively <laughs> convert me? Do you understand the situation you're in? And then I, I, I then, as a sign of intimidation, I pull my um, collar. Collar. Pull the collar. I couldn't Good job. Think Proud of the of word. I'm sorry. Pull the collar down, and I look at it, and I'm, I tell him. 
He's able to see that color color from fifteen feet away. Um, roll roll intimidation. Oh God! Oh goodness! Okay. Oh, thank. Hold on. <laughs> Aren't hey. you glad I bought you those dice? Oh, I'm so happy for these dice. Hold on, just like I mean, odd just, flex, but I'll. You right. said intimidation. <laughs> Correct. That's a twenty. Now you tell me to get on my knees again. You would come from the depths of hell and take your soul. Now you get on your knees and you tell your men to get down. You're, you're not reinforcements. You're, you're apostates. Do as I say or you will lose your head. So that just kind of makes that little, little like wavy, like kind of <laughs> like, not really, yeah. Hand motion, like, eh. He, whether out of realization of his situation or out of sheer calculation or of sheer terror of uh, the mark he just witnessed upon Giram, he quickly tosses his crossbow aside and gets on his knees, to which you can hear a few now more vocal, presumably when we're state, for the love of Atlas. Now tell your men to toss their weapons to the side or else they will meet a fate that they have never seen before. I would like to pick up his crossbow as well. You're just like, ooh, new toy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As you begin to approach, and as you state this, uh, another person makes themselves known. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone uh, completely veiled, um, much much like a common thief, in uh, some tattered uh, brown robes um, with a tattered cloth covering most of his face. Um, he trains his longbow on the group, um, more specifically on Alder, uh, as he approaches. Step back, apostates. At that, I'm, I'll notch uh, an arrow into my bow and draw Sniper back with battle. him. <laughs> now, get up and tell your men to stand down. Look, I'm going to make this as simple as possible. You guys are standing in a forest. I'm pretty sure... Three out of the four of us can burn that force to the ground before you let loose that arrow, which will then kill all of you. We're not in the forest, so I think we'd be okay. It's a good assumption. Right? More or less. Yes. Well, um, to, yes. To correct you, you are. Well, we're not quite in the forest yet, are we? You, you're in the forest. Oh, are we? Yes. Oh, you're... cool. Then I'm going to change my tactic. Look, <laughs> I'll burn this forest down. <laughs> <laughs> And I will take all of you with me. So, you know, put your weapons down. As he says it, I still bring my collar down. I completely take the first foot buttons off the top of my shirt and show them all the tattoos around my neck. This is strip intimidation. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Reminds me of college. The, what appears to be more level-headed uh, of the windward seems to slowly approach Bartram, keeping his bow out. However, he does seem to lower its uh, aim at your group. If they're apostates, then we have nothing to do with them. He tries to reason to Bertram, uh, to which you can see a few more Wenwards um, kind of move out from behind their hiding places behind the trees. There appears to be about seven of them. You interrupt us again? You stop us? We understand, apostate. Don't worry. Do not. You are not an enemy of the one words yet. Do not interrupt me. You interrupt us. You stop us. You will no longer see light. There will only be darkness. What do they do in Gothica? One of them seems to mention uh, a more well-armored man um, at the uh, intimidation of uh, intimidation tactics of Giram. Answer us this before you move on, apostates. We are backing down. You're free to pass. There need not be bloodshed. But what are your intentions? How many of you are actually from Gothica? Uh, a few of them look back and forth to each other, a little hesitant to actually answer their que- answer the question before uh, five of them uh, raise their hand. And that'd be like five out of... Five out of the seven of them. Yeah. The uh, one named Bartram and uh, the more well-armored one doesn't seem to raise, don't seem to raise their hand. Explains a lot. You all seem like good young men fighting for a good cause. I can definitely relate. I'm not going to say we're not going to go see the king, 
because we do need something from him. But I guarantee you what we need will, in the long run, only help your cause. What is it you're trying to take? The younger lad uh, next to Bartram says, starting to approach at the hint of possibly and possibly assistance with this cause. We're looking to cripple him more than his horrid obesity has. Uh, a few of the uh, few of the words chuckle. Is there something that you can fill us in on then? Not particularly, but you let us pass. We do our business. In a few months' time, you guys will have a much easier day than you have recently. Go ahead and roll a persuasion just to see how well this flies over. 24. They look to each other and... Um, a few of them actually begin to whisper, as as does the uh, younger lad who approached you, before looking back. Very well then, apostates. Please, pass through. But know that the Windwards will be keeping an eye on you. Sounds fascinating. They slowly step out of the dirt in the road. One of them picks up Bartram and kind of shoves him off and grabs his car- uh, crossbow. Fucking embarrassment, one of them mumbles. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> they begin to go uh, let you through before one of them actually calls out, wait a moment, uh, you, the one with the hood. Uh, yeah, at that, I guess I'm just going to slowly take my hood off and lower my bandana that's been covering my face. You're Alder Hood, aren't you? I am. Oh, no. Your father was the one behind that massacre, right? This is why I don't like traveling with celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing that out there. I am. Yes, the Windwards will be keeping a close eye on you then. Kind of at that, I'm just going to kind of cock my head and stare at him. Who's your leader? Our leader is pious and strong. That's all you need to know of him. Do I know them? How do I... How do I is, that's a unique name. How do I spell that? <laughs> <laughs> they uh, kind of snarl. Very funny, apostates. Continue about your business. I make a, a very like kind of wide sweeping gesture with my hand. So is that, do I know their leaders though? It wasn't uh, their name. Hmm? That wasn't their name. <laughs> oh, I don't, Pious you don't know. And strong. That's that's the name there. Uh, uh, Before I we leave, I, I turn to Zazette and I say, How can they keep an eye on us for so long? Won't their eyes get tired? You gotta love You tire me. Zazette, is that you? <laughs> um to answer your question real quick, Alder. Um, you do not know the Windward's uh, mm-hmm. leader's identity. To be frank, um, not many people do. Even mm-hmm. a few Windwards don't know the Windward leader's identity. Would these be a group of people that I would know of if they would want, if they could be recruited? You're, you're talking about the Windwards as a whole? Yes. As in recruiting yeah. them for the Occulta? Yes. Um, well, Just you, because of the Green Hoods did. You, you do know that you ha- your Green Hoods had contact with them, mm-hmm. so it would be possible to get in uh in contact with contact with them somehow but also keep in mind as shown there um your father's name portrays you yeah uh just last question are there any names that i could drop that in any way could prove that i know more about um their group likely no okay all right that's all then all right you guys continue on then uh, night slowly beginning to fall um, as you have been traveling for roughly three or so hours here. Um, as night falls, Gothica does become dangerous. Um, the blight of this land doesn't seem to just take to the vegetation, but to the inhabitants of it. Mm-hmm. As stated before, Sioux monsters are a common occurrence, but also there has been a great influx and undead while that may be more in orcus's domain you do know that even given affiliation the undead don't seem to play favorite with their targets as you continue out and dusk settles in and the evening rolls around you can hear the distant cackle and laughter of the sioux monsters binding the forest and know that while your trip to Ravenwood may not be short or may not be long as shown with the possibility of Wenwards and Sioux monsters and 
God forbid the undead. It definitely will be a dangerous one. Checking our time. We are running a little close here. Um, this is going to be a shorter episode here. So thanks to our listeners once again um, for tuning into this. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be trying to do this much more frequently and for longer sessions. Um, yeah, once I stop having overnights at work. Once you have stop having overnights at work, and once the holidays kind of go go over, I feel like we'll get a little oh, better with this. Yeah. Triple triple Thanksgivings and quadruple Christmases are super fun. Right. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I gotta assume that you're you're probably a busy man around I the am. holidays. I am. <laughs> um. Until then, um. Does anyone have anything they would like to say before we officially sign off? Uh. Once again, please check out our producers. Um, podcast, mostly speaking in Sentai. <laughs> he just started another one. That movie's gay, I believe. That's starting this, and coming out. This, this movie's movie. Is sorry, movie. I on, apologize. Man. This apostrophe mo- yes. This movie is. This is? movie's gay. This movie's gay. I'm sorry. Yeah, can you enlighten us a little bit more about what um those two podcasts are about, James? Do you want me to just get on a microphone? Yeah, just sure. Yeah, yeah, please hop on a mic. Hop, get get in here. What are you doing? Oh, hey there? guys. Uh, see, this is how you should be using a microphone. <laughs> James, I swear to God. Uh, mostly speaking, Sentai. I do. Uh, this is the closest I've ever been to Joe. I'm right over it's his shoulder right now. It's actually closer than any of us it's have great, ever right? been. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm not comfortable. I don't like being close. You to you gave me this microphone. <laughs> so <laughs> let me just. I was just making sure I wasn't peeking on the mic, but guess what? I wasn't because I'm a damn professional. <laughs> uh, mostly speaking, send tight, which it's speaking. Jose keeps saying speak speak in yeah. Sentai. I'm oh. I'm saying it correctly no. in my head. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's so that's my girlfriend and I. We love the Super Sentai series, which is the source material for Power Rangers. We have an earnest love for it. We talk about it. There's no. We're not being snobby about it. We're trying to be inclusive as possible. So people who are not familiar with Super Sentai have a reason to get into it. We're not flexing nerd muscle at anyone. (laughs) So check that out. It's every Thursday. We have guests on who also have never seen the show. So you're in the same boat as our guests if you've never seen it. And then this movie's gay. I do with my non-hetero friend Corwin. He wants to show me all of the LGBTQ movies that he that he loves, and we watch them and discuss them. We've done probably by the time this comes out, uh, I'll ju- the the three that we've recorded are Hellbent. It's a slasher movie from two thousand and four. Monster Pies, which. Uh, Corwin didn't explain the plot of it, and it was, it's really, I thought it was going to be a bonkers one again, but no, it was a really sad one. And then everyone should watch this movie. It's only $1.99 on Vimeo. It's the gay bed and breakfast of terror. It is bonkers. Wait till that episode comes out if it's not out by the time this podcast is out. It's uh, Nicole, who is my co-host on Mostly Speaking Sentai, she had to be on it. She was watching it with us and wasn't planning on being on the podcast. And we said, no, you need to be here with us. Uh, but those are my podcasts. Also, I'll Get There is my other one that's with uh, Courtney and Monse, which Courtney, uh, sibling of DM Lil Corey. <laughs> that's me, Lil it's, Corey. Hey, Lil it's a DM. really good podcast it I is actually say, i've been listening to it and it's fantastic i will Wait, never which, publicly I which will, one is good i, I well, okay all of them. i've only <laughs> listened to mostly speaking mo- mostly speaking sentai he said it right and yeah. i'll get there and the one i've listened to the most is i'll get there and it's pretty pretty damn funny mm-hmm. yeah hey keep listening to that it needs more listeners <laughs> i'll get there like I apostrophe LL get there Spotify Anchor Apple Google Stitcher Breaker Public Rate or Radio Public all of them listen Spotify if I didn't say it they're just making up words at this point yeah. <laughs> thank you for coming to the uh, table I, I, I will say um, 
for my sister's podcast, I will never admit to her face <laughs> that I think she did a good job on something, but it is <laughs> a pretty, it is a, it is a pretty solid Jesus. podcast. So anyone um, that's interested for just some random bullshittery, pl- go check it out. Yeah. Um, aside from that, um, we'll plug our, our last podcast for the night. Um, the kitchen sink yeah from alderhood here yeah uh, from our our co-host here robbie yeah um it's the kitchen it's just it it (laughs) it's not it's not it's not oh my god it's the the kitch like k-i-t-c-h like it's kitschy in sink no that's how it's called (laughs) no it's it's just the kitchen sink uh our topics are entirely based on the guests, so it's it's always something weird, though. It's always something strange, usually semi-offensive, but that's just kind of how <laughs> I go on stuff. But yeah, no, catch it out. It's just called The Kitchen Sink. Um, I'll also be reposting all of my stuff on my Instagram at Missing Letter. It's spelled M-I-S-I-N-G-L-E-T-E-R. I'm most prominent on there, so you, you know can check it out. You know you're missing a letter in that spelling, right? Yeah, no, that's the point. Whoa. It's ah, Missing Letter with ah, Missing Letters. It's holy sick. Crap. Um, but yeah, hop on there. We're going to eventually have like other people on this podcast on there. Um, there's one with me and James. That one's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you heard that. Or not, I didn't know you were sick. part of the ICP. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, check that out. It's super, super cool. Follow me on Instagram. Um, the other guys are going to be on it eventually. But yeah, it's always a super weird time. It's a great topic. So check it out. Hopefully DM's next because I actually do want to be on that podcast. Yeah, so. dude. No, I for will, sure. I will say this. Uh, to the listeners, please be on the lookout for our Instagram page. By the time this comes out, I will have it all done. Yeah, it, there's nothing. Yeah, but don't worry. Content is coming. Um, just as all good things, it takes time. Yeah. Um, I speaking of time, we are well over it after our shameless seven minutes of plugs. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, thanks everyone for coming to the table. Um, remember hit it and crit it. Follow us when we get there. Um. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful rest of your evening. We love oh. you. And uh, that's too early to say Thanksgiving, isn't it? No, it's happy yeah, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. But happy like Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Even though this, by the time you hear this, it'll be way past Thanksgiving. Fuck happy belated <laughs> fa- Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving happy or whatever holidays. holidays. You, I hope you had a good meal. <laughs> <Love you. laughs> Eat food. Bye. 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 Peace out. Bye. Kwanzaa?